The following is a Joel Mahalik production. The following episode of the Joel Mahalik Show takes place between 8 p.m. and 9 p.m. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Joel Mahalik Show featuring the lovely Sharon. I am Joel Mahalik, and across from me, who was supposedly wide awake when we decided to start the podcast, yawning. I'm wide awake. <laughs> is I don't the know lovely what you're talking Sharon. about. <laughs> so welcome back. We took the week off last week, and hopefully you were able to download that uh, uh, that throwback. Blah, blah, blah. I didn't call it blah, a throwback, blah, blah, blah. though. I called it a... Um, I figure what I called it, but we did a little throwback stuff last week for the podcast. Hopefully, you were able to subscribe at www.jmtalk.net. How's that for a segue? That's <laughs> where you go to subscribe to the program. We're on there every major go. podcast player. And if we're not, you let us know. If we're not on your podcast arena, we will get into that arena. So just let us know. Uh, www.jmtalk.net. Also on social media, on TikTok and Facebook at JM Talk, Instagram and Twitter at JM Talk Radio. You need to stop because that is contagious. I know. She wants some ice. <laughs> <laughs> well, that'll certainly wake me up. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe the coldness of the ice. Uh, also, drop us an email at joelmahalikradio at gmail.com. So that's the business of the show. Show number 141, if you're keeping track after the throwback episode, we're back from vacation. Um, I know. I just thought of something. What? And I know how vital it is that you do the, you know. The The business of the show? Yeah, the business of the show. And it's very important. Don't get me wrong. However, I think I was joining because I was slightly bored. I just want to get on with the show. Okay. Well, now I'm yawning, and that's because it's contagious. It's interesting because I used to do that after the two commercial breaks as well. And from listeners giving us feedback, they said that they they thought once in the beginning, once at the end was was good enough. Yeah. Leave it out of the middle. And so we did. I did. We did. I did. We did. It's a wee thing it's a now, wee thing. baby. So anyway, we're back from what uh, could probably be. I wish I could trade our my vacation in for a new one because what's the matter? I'm trying not to yawn. Oh, <laughs> I've done that too when I was in meetings, and I'm like, you, you stifle it. You're like, mm-hmm. <laughs> and you make all these oh, funny faces, faces, yeah, with your mouth shut. <laughs> yeah. So, um. Yeah, I, I I think that we can both agree that we'd like to trade the vacation in for another uh, Absolutely. Week. Like, so I many things went wrong. I, what I think we should do is, because this week sucked so bad, we should take next week and see if it goes even better. <laughs> yeah, that'll happen. <laughs> yeah, right. I know. So, uh, so anyway, uh, I was talking to a friend of ours over the weekend, and uh, I was telling her that we had these three back-to-back podcasts that seemed to be a three-part series outlining the the uh, pest issues yeah. in our new backyard. 
And uh, there really wasn't anything to report after that. But however, now that we're back from vacation, like the week before we went on vacation. Oh, my Lord. We had this like, it was like a 20 minute storm. No, really. it was longer than that. It was much longer. I didn't think it was all that long. But yeah. we had this storm Trust blowing me, out, of outside nowhere, out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. It was nowhere. a massive storm. Massive winds and high, everything. High, high winds. Yeah, you know, we had to clean the pool out because of the leaves and the branches. Yeah. But the next day after this storm, was horrific. Lantern flies, which we've, since they've hit the media and they've come here from Asia, thank you. Um, uh, I've we, never, never seen, seen one. I've never seen one. I didn't know what they were when I saw it. I'm like, oh my God, I'm used to seeing some crazy insects. Uh, yeah, especially in this Delaware. year. Yeah, especially this right. year. We've seen and a lot of things yeah, this year. <laughs> I know. Right? Like, okay, uh, picture, if you will. If you will. If you will. Picture. I was a <laughs> okay, picture. you freak me out. I was making a frame. Um, okay. Picture. Um, Rapture Palooza. Okay. Okay, you know the movie. Absolutely, I woke up to it. Yes, you did. Um, because I was watching it. Anyway, the little crickets with the people heads. Yeah. Okay. You waiting to see that? Yes, I think <laughs> I did once or twice. <laughs> okay, uh, it was creepy, and um, I I've never seen a lantern fly. So I was like, oh, my God, babe. I came running in yeah, to get you. Yeah, you took a picture, and you're like, what is this? What, I'm right? like, oh, my God. Are you serious? I'm like, right away, it I know was it was crawling. The, the spotted oh, my, oh, my God, flight. look. I'm getting. Yeah, I see. I see the I'm getting bumps. the people bumps because it freaks. It, it, they skeeve me out. Right. And you know what? They're, uh, they're, they're harmless like the cicadas, but again, they're just freaky looking. Like, I saw pictures, and I was like, and a lot of people are like, very it beautiful. Like it's standing on its hind legs. Right, and in fact, I think about a year ago, we did a story on the podcast about yeah. a lady that was, because you had to kill them, so she was killing them, but then taking their wings and like making jewelry with them. Yeah, we, we did a story on this. Yes, I know, but I said, ooh, back then, and I'm saying, So, a lot again. of people think they're beautiful, and I got news for you, a lot of people who are obviously need medication think cicadas are beautiful too Ew. <laughs> so anyway i you know what before this year i had never seen a cicada either right because we, well, we figured that we, we went back in time you figure 17 years ago we were living down at the in the jersey in, shore right so um probably not a big thing down there no, and 17 years prior to that we we're pretty living pretty close to urban areas not so much yeah, suburbia like well, we are now for you were i well yeah i was in urban area and uh or even if you were in texas you know they're not all over the united states and right. they're mostly in the midwest upper midwest and then you know Eastern, northeast area yeah yeah so but these lantern flies have shown up and the orders are kill them and it's not because they're harmful to us at all but they destroy literally destroy trees almost worse than almost any other insect right so, when you told me to kill this thing, I it went against everything in my nature to do that because I don't kill insects. But it's, they want you to. You're, I know. I get that. I'm not, you're I under get orders. That. You're under orders from the Department of Agriculture okay, to kill these. You're but being it's ordered. against my religion. You are now a soldier of the federal government. To kill these animals. <laughs> you're a federal agent these now. These insects. 
And okay. we're going to get badges made up to say Lanternfly Killer. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, all, all my st- like religion friends be like... You're against it. You're, you have a trap for flies, a trap for bees. and what are, You have three traps out there. What's the yeah, third trap I flies, forgot? Flies, tra- um, bees, like wasps, bumblebees, stuff like that. Wood bees, right? Um, no. And the little one, the little box is wood bees. But you already caught a wasp. So there's a separate bee trap out there. Yeah, I know. The, uh, the little box is for carpenter bees that drill up and into the, Right, your and wood. then you have another bee trap out yes. there? Yes. Where's that at? Because I haven't seen it. Yeah, it's hanging where the one potted plant is. Does it hanging. attract? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't know for that. For a when while, there I was just... only one bee in there, and he was lonely, so he died. <laughs> but um, when I looked at it this morning, or no, yesterday, there was like a bunch in there. So, so. His friends came to visit him, right. but he was already dead. So that makes sense. So now. then they died, so because of broken heart, because you know there was their friend, there was a best friend. They grew right. up together in a little beehive, you know. So when our kids asked me the other day why there was a lot of wasps in the backyard, and I and I didn't real, readily have an answer because I hadn't seen any, but the trap, the attractant must be working. Must be. I unfortunately, I, I haven't seen that many, so I, I feel like unfortunately it's attracted them from other areas. They I weren't just all. Just thought of something. They weren't always there. I know. What? So what I just thought of was, I'm here just saying it's against my religion to kill these bees. And you got traps all over the place. I got traps, but I don't kill them. They get stuck in the traps. Not my fault. You're an I in- didn't tell them to fly into You're the trap. You're an insect hitman. <laughs> I am not. <laughs> I am not. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay. I'm, I'm over this. So, anyway, so... <laughs> The real point of this part of the conversation though, was to say, hey, we had yet another stranger show up in yeah. our domain. These flipping lanternflies. Yeah. And and they're just creepy. Yeah, they're just creepy looking. They are. They're like, they're like, stick they're, their chest up and yeah, say, yeah, yeah their legs are weird. The way their legs me. sit too. You I know? dare you. Kill me. Well, <laughs> so if you look at it that way, I can never turn down a dare. So I killed them. This is nuts. <laughs> anyway, also talking to our same friend down at the shore, the Delaware shore, um, she also said that um, <coughs> they me. didn't have cicadas where she's at, which, you know, and now they weren't where our vacation place is either, right by the water, but in the park nearby, a little bit of cicada activity. I remember cicadas I mentioned. Cicadas are ugly because they have orange eyes. But she did note that her relatives up here where we're having trouble said they were really wicked bad. They were really, they were wicked bad, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they were. We were yeah, drowning were. two dozen a day in the pool. At least. Yeah. Anyway. It was crazy. So uh, cre- another creature feature today on show 141. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so, but anyway, um. Okay. Uh, while we're uh, talking about uh, why, why while we're talking about the insects, we've ever and where they come like from, that. right, and where they come from, uh, there is this story, and I have to turn my head slightly, but I'll try to stay with my mouth at the microphone. So, um, you know, there's a lot of. Oh wait, I got to do this because you never know these ads get in the way. There's a lot of. Uh, <laughs> And not, we only broach these subjects because of how stupid they are. Not that we get into this as oh, a show. Oh, yeah, thing, definitely. But, but there's, you know, a, the, the race card thing. Racism this, racism that. And it's hard oh, and on. it's hard for us to visualize because we're not 
these people that there are people out there that really need their ass kicked oh sure into some reality Absolutely. here you know what i mean yes. and uh so anyway but it bleeds over into some of the weirdest things yeah like most recently uh in uh michigan in minnesota minnesota state senator uh fong hall uh, h-a-w-j there you go <laughs> that's my best pronunciation i'll just spell it um never a fan of the asian carp uh labeled because it applied to imported fish species of carp um and there are there are a lot of species of fish and I, i've known this for years learned it from my father that are from one place and don't belong in this place and you're usually ordered by the fish commission the fishing game commission if you catch it kill it on site you know because they want that species to stop uh there is a um there is a a gar a gator gar or something like that it's an alligator gar fish a gar fish is like you know they're they're pretty tough but there's one that somehow found its way into the northeast from southern fresh water and it's the same thing if you catch one up here an alligator gar you got to kill it you know you don't unless you're going to eat it which i don't need fish i'm catching release so if you're a catching release and you catch one that's what i'm saying there's there's these just like the lanternfly you know what i mean yeah but these are fish so there's these asian carp are evasive they're they're from they're from asia labeled as such because they don't belong here somehow they got over here and um uh and they wreak havoc in the eco the ecosystem here like some of the bugs from asia do but anyway so um <laughs> anyway so he and fellow senator john hoffman uh again together and what they want to do is they want to change the name of the of the asian carp uh to invasive carp and now if you would have started with saying invasion if you would have started with calling it that one thing but now all of a sudden you're yeah, the, 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 exactly. they're doing it because the 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 fish is racist it's a racist name and we're being right. racist by calling but, it. Okay, so if a person is from Asia, mm-hmm. okay, right, Asia, and um, so, and a person is from Texas, okay, you would call the person from Texas a Texan. You would call the person from Asia an Asian. It implies where they're from. Right. Not. I, I get it. Not a racist condemnation on that fish. But remember, you're not, not going to change the name of a Texan. Okay. Well, they might. But they're not going to change the name of a Texan because they don't like big buckles. Big belt buckle. You right. know what I mean? I get it. So it, it's just ridiculous. It is ridiculous. Very much so. You know, it, 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 it's, to me, it, it's not racist. This is where you get outside the real issue with racism. Yes. And you just go, oh, racist, racist, racist. You, you because, throw the word racist on a particular subject right. or item because you don't like it. And That's then, ridiculous. And then you set a really strange precedent going forward because yes. when, when will we start seeing mexican style cheese 
being changed. We buy that a lot. We yes. may not be able to buy that anymore. Right. You know, we might have to uh, call it, I don't know, south of the border cheese. I don't know what. But, right, yeah. You know, but you, that's, that's one example. And absolutely. I was trying to think of some other examples. I meant to take some notes because I, I know if we think about it, right. we could come up with other things yes. that fit this picture. Okay, this yeah. can't be the Asian carp anymore. Well, then this can't be Mexican cheese. This can't be a Brazilian steakhouse. That's very racist. You got to get rid of it. You cannot get a Brazilian. You can't get a Brazilian, right. Um, so that's what I'm saying. Right. You, you, no, you, you, and you and set I a precedent that's very, very tense. 135,000%. And you open up a can of worms. Yes. You know what I want to open up, though? What? That slot machine sitting right there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting over here eyeing it up, looking at you. We'll have to put together all the quarters that's required and give it a shot. <laughs> but, but we should first make sure we have a key to get into it. Oh, yeah, right. To do it. Duh. Um, so anyway, um, so <coughs> the Asian Carp Regional Coordinating Committee, yes, that's a very long name, uh, representing agencies in the U.S. and Canada are trying to contain the carp uh, so because of the, the, it doesn't belong here, etc. But in the meantime, they say that make it, naming the invasive carp may not be the final say. You know, and what because yeah. what's going to happen is now it's too generic of a name. And what happens if you get down the line where and you, you see other carps, right? Which that may, belong here or are just again like the like that alligator gar are just in the wrong state, you right. know, or, or wrong region of the United States. So, um, so yeah. So I, I again, we we're looking at this for its silliness because it is silly it, and it's, it's a waste it's of time. Ridiculous! It is a waste of time. You know what I mean? Yeah. So calling the fish alligator gar, I mean, in the same, using the same token, we're yeah. now we're being, you know, very offensive to alligators. Why name that fish an alligator gar? Alligators may not like that. Right. You know what so I mean? So now you got to change the name of the alligator gar. Yeah. However, crocodiles may not like alligators. So you got to change the name of the alligator because the crocodile, it, it, it just snowballs into something totally ridiculous. And that's my final say. <laughs> okay. That's your final say. No, no, no. You just said it was no. your final say. You can't come oh back with anything God. else. That's a I, perfect go ahead. thing for a segment for me. And that's my final say. That's your final say. All right, final say. All that's right. your final say. All right. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> I'm going to. Yeah. Okay. So uh, when we come back from this break, okay, because we are in at the core a entertainment show. Yes, so absolutely. When we come back from this break, um, I got a surprise for you. We're going to talk Big Brother, but maybe not the <gasps> way not the way you think. But we're going to talk. We're going to talk about some Big yes. Brothers. So Big Brother fans, yes. stay tuned. Uh, yes. Later on yes. in uh, in the final segment, yes. um, I'll be looking for. We'll be searching for my Big Brother fans, and I'm going to be looking for my gaming fans. <gasps> so coming up later on. What? Yeah. So anyway, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back. Gaming. Big Brother stuff. After this. This is New York Super Oldie Station, 920 WON. The Apple, Brooklyn, New York. So I use my computer every day. Not even sure how I get along without it. But I wasn't prepared for a virus. A Trojan, they called it. One night I'm cruising along, and the next night I can't do anything. I was afraid it was going to cost me a fortune. Boy, was I surprised. They had me back up and run the same day I called them. I really like PC Tech Rescue. And you know what? My wallet likes them too. Are you troubled by computer problems? 
PC Tech Rescue should be your very next call. Whether the problem is viruses, hardware, software, or any other issue, they can diagnose your problem and have you back up and running fast. With more than 25 years of industry experience, you can be sure you are getting dependable and affordable service. Call today, 484-429-6061, or email us at pctechrescue at gmail.com. Welcome back to the show. Oh, I turned the speaker monitors off in the studio. Uh, Welcome back to the Joel Mahalik Show featuring the lovely Sharon. Thanks for hanging out with us uh, through that quick commercial break. And um, welcome back. Welcome back. How's the weather outside? Very nice. Okay. So we're going to do something different um, because we can. We can do anything we want, actually. (laughs) Until somebody else tells me how it's going to be, we're going to make the decisions around here. (laughs) So anyway, I thought that since Big Brother just launched about a week or so ago, in its 23rd season, that we would... Yes. Yes. Yeah. Big BB23. Yes. We would talk some Big Brother. But it's only in its 21st year. Right. Well, that's because two years they had off-season extras. Like they had the no. summer one and then they had a celebrity one. No. Two years. Or a winter one. They did. One year they did a Valentine's Day one and then the summer one. And then they did um, a celebrity one, but it was done be like in the off-season. As yeah. you said. We didn't watch it. We watched like the first episode. And no, this was early on. Oh. Yeah, this Recently was Recently like they, uh, they did a celeb one with, not celeb se- one, but like the stars of the show yeah. Season coming nine back. was the Valentine's Day one. Just FYI, in case anybody wants to know. Well, we didn't watch the one where they brought the stars in the show back. We watched like one episode because we were just like, well. That was last year, yeah. It's yeah. just an appeal to us. It's like, okay, right. we've seen these people, and some of them multiple times because some people, they just keep bringing back, and like yeah, mid-season, they'll be like, the oh, there's a surprise, part- ding dong, ding dong, there's a surprise at the door, yeah. oh, look, it's the guy who was on five other seasons, for God's sakes. Right, on but, and most of the ones from last year won $500,000. Right, and they're back on a, on a, on a, yeah. on a bring them back episode. Yeah. How about bring back people that didn't? Make it to the final two or the final four. Yeah, you know there about? were a couple of them. All right, there were. So I wanted to do something different, and it was, and this stems from what we're doing. Anyway, so we have gone back by your suggestion to go back and look at some old stuff. And let me tell you something for the Big Brother fans out there. This is a little my personal advice because of this. If you're new to Big Brother and you have not seen older episodes, it would be interesting for you to get yourself a subscription to either Paramount or CBS or whatever, your your pleasure, right. to watch the older seasons because it's interesting to see the evolution of the program after all these seasons. Yes. That's one of the things that I find interesting. Not, not only the evolution of the house itself, but the evolution of the game and the evolution of what they presented to you on television. Exactly. You know, because when I watch, like, it's very candid. We're watching season two. Right. It's very candid 
what they were showing because these are the aired episodes right very candid conversations you know uh very interesting i would here's how i would compare it actually okay i just figured this out in my head okay i would compare the aired episodes we're watching from season two right now almost to when i started watching big brother after dark which was years before ever watching big brother because i was like this is interesting this is even before you were watching big brother it would come on at midnight you're already asleep i couldn't sleep i was always up really late and it was on like cinemax and i'm like and it was like oh my god these guys are all cursing in the house and what's going on here so weird but now that i think about it that compares the so it's interesting to see the evolution of the show um yes absolutely i agree with that however the look on my face is because you've never told me that you watched. It was like back in 2005, okay, but six, you, seven. Yeah, but you never told me that. So what? What? <laughs> I mean, when I was turned on to Big Brother, I had to binge watch. And in two weeks, I managed to watch. This is how much I was binge watching. In two weeks, I managed to get from season one to season 16, which is when I started watching it faithfully. In two weeks. In two weeks. Get alive! (laughs) (laughs) And that, oh my gosh. Yeah, so when I I was able to do that, um, then I was like hooked, obviously, and had to watch, like, we would plan our days and you know what we did each day around big brother we still do that yeah although like to this we can always watch we record it we do record anything big brother right um in our dvr we have it set up if you see the word big brother show up it's going to record yeah okay so that's after dark. That's not that they have after dark anymore. Yeah, they, they just don't. stopped that, right? Yeah. Um, actually, they stopped that. What two seasons ago? Three maybe. seasons ago, maybe. Actually, no. The way I read people complaining on the internet, it just stopped. Because and and now now in fact like stopped altogether. You're right, because and, they used to have the owl. Right, and after so dark, now right? and so now yeah. they're um and they and they've basically done what. And I, I've complained about this on the program before. Streaming services find ways to force you into buying multiple streaming services. And now they yeah. found a way to force Big Brother mega fans. They will buy that Paramount Plus subscription. Because you just the did. only place. No, I didn't just did. I did that years ago. Okay, that's number one. Number two, um, that's you only go to Paramount if you want to watch the live feeds. Now... I just thought of this when we were talking earlier. We were watching. It was pausing, and we were getting frustrated. And you're absolutely right. We could watch the past seasons on CBS Mm -hmm. without those issues. Right. The only thing is, with CBS, you have to watch their commercials. Right. So Paramount, you don't. Paramount, you don't. Right. So, you know, it's a catch-22. Commercials, pause. Commercials, pause. So, it it really depends. So, something happened in season two, which we're currently watching, which stemmed this 
uh, conversation today okay. on the show. And it's about Justin. Yes. <clears throat> and he was kicked out for making all kinds of you know, well, threats against people. Well, yeah, let's... And, um, Justin... All right, there's ground rules in this house, okay? First of all, if, if you're new to Big Brother, you're just hearing this for the first time well, about this show. Don't go over all the rules. I'm not. I'm just going to go over the, the, the one important rule, and that is you can't harm anyone. You can't um, threaten anyone. You can't fight with anyone. You have to be a good person. Yeah, right, yeah, exactly. So Justin was kicked mm-hmm. off the show which isn't the first time. Well, it was the very first time, but wasn't the last time that That's someone was kicked off the show. That's where my whole segment's going. So, this, okay. You go ahead and explain the, real quickly the Justin situation that got him thrown off. Okay. Okay, so, so then I can move into why are we actually discussing all this. Okay, so what Justin... It started out with Justin jumping in... Or no, um, Kent jumping into Justin's face. Okay, about stealing his pillow. So, because it was Ken's per- Kent's personal pillow from home. Well, you can sum that up by saying it started out with Justin was talking about punching almost everybody. Yeah, he Black was. Black eyes, punching them in yeah. the kidneys. I oh, mean- I'm going to hit this girl in the <laughs> stomach so right. hard. Kidney punch. Take her, bend her over and take her and punch her from the and back. people were getting frightened. Yeah, they were. The whole house was getting frightened. So, they warned him. They gave him a, a very stern warning. It happens again, you're off the show, okay? So, I know, I know. So, I thought you were looking like, I'm um, getting a little long. No. So <laughs> I wouldn't do that to you. I Yeah, you would. Anyway, so, um, the, it was the next night, I believe, um, that um, one of the girls that he was a little fancy on, was intoxicated and she was laying across the counter on her belly and he picked up one of those sweepers those old-fashioned sweepers and like made a motion like he was going to hit her in the head with it right okay that was the first thing then he went into the kitchen and grabbed a knife and said, "Would you be Would you be mad if I killed you?" Right. <clears throat> and drunkenly, she said, "No, but my parents would be." <laughs> right. You know. So, and then he would kiss her, and then he would hold the knife to his throat, to her throat, and you know, he pulled it away, kissed her. She's like, you know, go ahead. Well, I don't care, whatever. And. All you heard over the, you know, loudspeakers in the house, Justin, please report to the diary room. Right. So he got evicted so for being a moron. he did get evicted for taking a knife to a girl's right. throat. I mean, yeah. come and, on. And during a post-eviction interview, he didn't even see the problem with it. He said he it, didn't. It, it was a joke. And, you know, and when and if you asked, see a problem with it, you're an idiot. <laughs> right. So, uh, and it turns out it was a good move by Big Brother. He was the first one ever put out not the last but the first one ever put out of the game by the producers and he was um arrested soon after that uh, for charges because he assaulted his girlfriend so probably a wise decision on the part of the producers yeah you know to take this as seriously as they did yeah so then this prompted for me though is what if we looked at other people what happened when they got thrown out of the house and how'd they turn out or after the show 
how did they turn out? Right. So, yeah. um, so then that brought me to Justin Seabick. Now, I have not seen all the seasons, so you probably are more familiar with these names than I am. But then there was Justin Seabick who won season... Uh, la, 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 la. No, I'm sorry. That was Justin No, Seabick. Justin Seabick Adam Janiski, who won season nine... Yes, he won season nine, $500,000, invested the entire amount in drugs and drug dealing, and ended up serving four years in prison, federal prison, for drug trafficking. Oh, my God. <laughs> Can you be a moron? Yeah. And he doesn't look like the he type doesn't. He that doesn't. would do that. Like, he's this, he looks like a straight-laced business type guy. Is that the way he came across on the show? No, I don't think so. But, Yeah. Um, so that's what happened to him. Um, let's see. Um, da, 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 da. He then went into recovery. Okay. So after that, so and he said that uh, it saved his life. Recovery saved his life. Well, that's good. So now he's an author and he's writing books. Okay. Aaron Grease, season fifteen. I feel like I've seen some of fifteen, but I don't remember yeah. Aaron Grease. Yeah. Apparently, Aaron, she was yeah, evicted. Um. To a boo audience because she was making racist and offensive remarks about blacks, Asians, and the LGBT that's community. The, that's the season, and she's the reason that Big Brother now has a disclaimer. Before they, before you see anything, Big Brother, uh, there's that, a disclaimer. Not responsible for what the right. house guests talk there about. There was never that disclaimer before this season. Well, apparently she was evicted. She came out. Audience was booing her like yeah, crazy. Yeah. She wouldn't take responsibility for anything that she said in there, even though she was saying sorry, yeah, but not right. really meaning it. Right. And uh, when she when she went home, she lost her job, and she was yeah, dropped from that. her modeling agency. So yes. these things have consequences. Yeah, I remember that. Being a bad person has consequences. consequences. Absolutely. You know, it goes yeah. back to, look, to in, in me, you're either a good person or a bad person. That's in my eyes. Yeah. And it has consequences when you do these things. Yeah, especially on national TV, people. Right. So now she's a mama, too. And uh, she um, uh, she blogs, I think. Yeah, she's a lifestyle mommy blogger. Successful. Wow. And expressed regret for her behavior. Yeah. Sorry, little too late. I write blogs. How come I'm not a successful blogger? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Chima, Chima Simone? Chima Simone. Chima Simone, okay. Uh, during season 11, she had a mini meltdown, refused to follow the house's rules, and then she tossed her microphone pack into the jacuzzi and was thrown out by, by producers. <laughs> um, so... She was also Fox. The Fox Reality Awards awarded her the best villain on TV on reality what? TV. Yeah. No. Um, so anyway, now she's thirty-five years old. Actually, this is a little old. So she's about thirty-seven, thirty-eight. Happily married and has a has a child. Yeah. Yeah. She left. Seems to have left her drama behind her. I remember Let me Willie. Check the time clock. <gasps> okay. We got. Oh my minutes. God! I remember Willie. Okay. So hey, Willie. Willie hands. Um, Apparently, season 14, which I don't think I saw season no, 14, kicked out after assaulting a fellow house yes, guest. He Here did. we go again. Yeah, no, he physically assaulted him. His notoriety, it says, controversy was eclipsed by the fact that he was also the younger brother of survivor villain Russell Hands and the uncle of survivor contestant Brandon Hands. A few short weeks after being kicked out, he was arrested on, the sus- on suspicion of drinking and driving, drunk driving. So. That's pretty bad when you're when another your brother the brother 
Yeah, his brother, their survivor. Yeah, younger brother the, on another reality show by CBS. Right. And you're a, your brother's a villain over there. Yeah. You know right, what I mean? Right. So I guess, the, how do they say it? The apple does not fall far from the Absolutely tree. Absolutely not in this case. Uh, so now, Willie is um, keeping a low profile since his time on his show. According to his Facebook, he seems to be a chilled out sports fan and he hasn't had any run-ins with the law since 2012. Wow. <laughs> so... Uh, Joshua Welch, season nine, wasn't very well liked among viewers. Thanks to his many rude rants and intensive remarks to house guest Amanda Hansen. Uh, as he tried to go down as the most famous villain, he was unceremonious. Oh, he was voted out, so he wasn't kicked out. I thought no. we were doing kicked out, but he was no. uns- unceremoniously evicted. Yes, I say it the bleep out. Right. Uh, so now he um, he's matured and a senior property manager for NAI Partners. I know that company. That's a national uh, property management company. Look at that, huh? Wow. So anyway, it's yeah, it, it's interesting. You know, for me at least, to have stumbled upon these. Yeah. And I did it because I'm like, wow, we're watching it. And I, you know, I'm always online uh, researching yeah, yeah. things that we're watching. Yeah. And then it led me to that. And I'm like, this would make a really good topic in the entertainment world of our entertainment oh, podcast. Oh, absolutely. And to talk about, you know, some of the things. Now, I thought, wasn't somebody, this is an old article because didn't somebody get evicted in a more recent season? Plenty of people got evicted. This article was written at the end of the twentieth. Not evicted. I mean, uh, uh, expelled. Yes. There was. Wasn't there a girl or something just a couple seasons ago? Let me think. I just felt like because this was written, it says now that it's finished its twentieth season. So this article is a little old, and I feel like there was a girl or something in the same season as that meatball that was running around calling people meatball and slamming pots and pans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I thought there was a girl in there who had a meltdown or a violent meltdown or something. They called her into the... Yeah, there might have been. So... There might have been. I have it's no devices me, in front of me. It's making me more so and more... So I cannot look this up. <laughs> it's making me more and more excited to watch more seasons of this. <laughs> right? Um, but anyway, so yes. Yeah, so Big Brother in his 23rd year, who knows if it'll continue. It seems like the last couple of years they've been... We last minute find out that it was renewed, so it almost feels like they're maybe starting to pull away from it. Great concept, though. Great concept. I hope not because it's been on for twenty one years. Yeah, and um, that's a long time in television world. Yeah, yes, that's a very long time. Yeah, and um, I I think and I hope that you know. It's going to continue for another 21 years. Wow. All right. So that is, uh, that's that. If you're a Big Brother fan and currently and haven't watched older seasons, go back and watch them. They're really interesting. Yeah. They're, it's so cool to see how it was then and the things that I miss now right. that they used to do. And so anyway, so this is part of the show where you have to say goodbye, Sharon. Goodbye, Sharon. All right. So you're taking off, and I will come back with the final stretch of the show coming up 
after this brief memento. America, your children have an amazing superpower. That's right. They can help save lives by simply washing their hands. Just 20 seconds of thorough hand washing after they've coughed or sneezed or been outside can help fight against the dastardly spread of germs. Armed with only soap and water and hands, your superhero can protect you, your family, and everyone out there in America land. Amazing! Find out more at coronavirus.gov. A message from the CDC and the Ad Council. Listen on the web, your phone, or your neighbor's internet connection. That wasn't very nice. This is Reality One. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Joel Mahalik Show, featuring the lovely Sharon, who has left the building. Ah, left the studio. She's still in the building. But uh, so that leaves you and me. Welcome back to the program. Thanks for sticking around. And uh, in this segment, you know, I just thought of this. We didn't even cover the Wombat of the Week this week. Oh, my. And we may not. If I have time, I'll do it. Um, I do have some other things on the docket that I want to talk about. And they actually make take this entire segment. So let's see what happens, right? Because that's also what this is all about. <laughs> There's really no structure. As we said earlier, we'd like to primarily think of ourselves as an entertainment podcast. But realistically, until somebody's paying me the big dough and telling us how to do things, it's still uh, a format, very open format in what we want to do. And we like to keep it entertaining as much as possible, which is why we stay away from other things, uh, subject matter and such. Oh, make sure my microphone doesn't fall over. But anyway, so welcome back to the program. And the first thing I, as I mentioned earlier, I was saying, uh, where are the gamers at? And what amazes me is how big the gaming community has gotten since I started playing games, I actually started playing games on the Atari 2600, the very first Atari system. So I played on the 2600. Oddly enough, I never played on the 5200. But I played on the uh, 2600. Yes, that was with the paddles and the joysticks and the two dots. Boop, boop, beep, boop, beep. You know, <laughs> the tanks. <laughs> I played on ColecoVision. Uh, I played on Sega Genesis, the original Nintendo system. I have some really favorite games. I have uh, some games that are very favorites of mine on the N- Nintendo, the original NES. And uh, I never played the Super NES, but... And uh, there are places where you can go online and for free you can actually download emulators for Windows 10 that will play. And even some of the emulators you can get will have every title ever made by NES in, included in the emulator. So you're on Windows 10 and you can put an emulator on, which is a, basically a piece of software that you know uh, allows you to play these games in, in, in a window. A window to the past. So anyway, game has really changed and it's gotten so much larger to the point where you have a lot of people streaming. Uh, few of them become successful streaming. Uh, many of them do it for fun. Some, it doesn't work out at all. But, you know, uh, women have become really big in gaming. And that, I'm not stereotyping because we don't do that. But the truth of the matter is, is there's more women gaming now than there have, has ever been. 
You know, and especially, you know, in, uh, say, the NES days, Sega Genesis days, it was typically, you know, males that played the video games. Girls were doing other things. Boys were playing video games. So a lot of that's changed. But anyway, what I wanted to mention today is a piece of news from the gaming world that I thought would interest my gamer audience. And that is that this coming week, Battlefield 1 may be available for free. Okay? So, and this is according to Game Insider Tom Henderson. Now, Tom Henderson, you may uh, know if you read his blogs, he accurately leaked information regarding Battlefield 2042. And so when Tom Henderson says it's going to happen, people listen. In fact, we captured the story not from his blog. I captured the story from Business Times, uh, <laughs> internetbusinesstimes.com. So, you know, it, it's out there, and he, he's become such a reliable source when it comes to inf- information about the gaming community that other publications will pick up on this stuff and run with it. Now, if you had never played Battlefield 1, I have it. I have it for my Xbox. And my Xbox is actually still packed away from the move. And I haven't been able to play it. I used to have it hooked up in the studio so I could either play PC games or switch to the Xbox. And it came with the Xbox. It was, like, already on there and included. So that's Xbox's version. We're talking about the PC version maybe being free. And I'm hoping it is because I really do like Battlefield 1. One of the things I like about it, and for people that know me and my uh, and my extensive uh, knowledge and uh, yearning to learn more of history, one of the things that uh, I am very vocal about is the fact that with the amount of changes that this world went through because of World War One. I am very vocal of the point that World War One is not taught enough in our school systems. It caused such paradigm shifts in the uh, in the everything, the geopolitical system, the social system, everything, and um, and also World War One has been. I'm a first person shooter guy, so I like war games, and World War One has always been a difficult game to tackle as far as a game because think about it there wasn't a lot of action in world war one you sat in trenches for months on end you know and if you had this battlefield between your two trenches you would spend months gaining and losing inches of that field and it's hard to articulate that in a game in a first person shooter game well maybe actually any game when you think about it but definitely a first-person shooter. And there have been some uh, attempts, and which have not gone on very well, of game developers making games based on World War One. And Battlefield 1 was it, and it is it. And the PC version is still very popular. And still played by a lot of people. You know, because... And, and part of it is, is because of, desi- of the design, right? So... You know, with it's one of those. It's just one of those games. That, it, it's praised. The whole community is in pra- it praises it because it's extremely immersive in the environment. Audio design and uh, graphic design is is crazy awesome. Gunplay, you know, is, is crazy. 
and it has an anthology style single player campaign okay that tells the stories of just ordinary soldiers in realistic and humanized portrayals of that time period you know and it also the arsenal the 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 weapons the era accurate weaponry of battlefield one is also another kudos to the developers of this game from the bolt action rifles you know to the uh the experimental experimental smgs at the time they were starting to get into making these smaller um uh small machine guns and you know they didn't always work right and i mean the accuracy that they went through to make sure you know that even the problems with some of these newer weapons they were trying to come out with at that time period having those same issues to the game it makes it so ultra realistic i mean i've and i i've played it and and if i remember correctly they have a team deathmatch type thing environment like some of your first person shooters are especially call of duty right and if i remember correctly i did not like the tdm because it's difficult it's very difficult because if you're used to playing team deathmatch in call of duty where really there's very little accuracy in call of duty as far as weapons and situations and we can get into into that in another game and maybe i'll have uh you know um my son-in-law who's a gamer uh on with me for a third segment one in an upcoming show we'll we will talk about exactly what i'm talking about here but you know you play you go from that to then playing this incredibly accurate game in team deathmatch mode and it's hard to do because you don't have the speed and the accuracy with these with these weapons and so you have to it's just more difficult so that's about the game and that's why it's so popular it's still popular today okay so um so a little bit about tom henderson if you don't know you should really check out his twitter and his blog He's an industry insider in the gaming world. He's got a reliable track record of uh, for games and series leaks. Um, so he gave the heads up about the Battlefield 1 becoming available for free. And he did so in a tweet, which I think I have here. So I'm going to uh, real, real quick. To see. He says, if you're looking to buy, here's the tweet. If you're looking to buy Battlefield 1, don't. It will be free to download next week. And it's these little nuggets like that on his Twitter feed that gets people riled up and going. Because as simple as that sounds, people know Tom Henderson to know his stuff. So he did not mention which platform it's going to be on, but it's widely assumed that it's going to be on Steam or Origin. Uh, and that's what I'm hoping for because that means we're talking about the PC version. Obviously, you know, you're not going to get... I, I, you know, I mean, I can see you giving away an Xbox game, but we really feel like it's going to be the PC version. And I have almost completely moved away from any consoles strictly to PC. You know, you can make a PC to, be, uh, to outperform any console especially when it comes to graphics. And so you have a better gaming experience. So this is what I wanted my people to know. If you're a gaming person and you like first-person shooter and you like the war games, and bonus, if you like accuracy. Because Battlefield 1 remains to this day to be one of the most accurate portrayals of a, a historical period of time and war. And not only in, I mean, any developer can make beautiful landscapes. I mean, we, I, <clears throat> me and my son-in-law, we play Enlisted now. We just got into that. And it's a free World War II 
but it's a massive map. It's not like Team Deathmatch. There is no Team Deathmatch. It's all massive maps, and there's only a couple of maps at this point. Why? Because the developers take their time, and the landscapes, the accuracy, and the beauty of looking back in time and the detail that they gave to these landscapes. But you're in, you're engaged in these battles, so it's different even from campaign style in Call of Duty. You know what I mean? Way different. And it's very reminiscent to me of the old Medal of Honor series, if you can remember them. The Medal of Honor that was on, uh, you know, uh, let's see, when did I first play? Uh, GameCube was the first place. I had almost every Medal of Honor for the uh, GameCube. Uh, so uh, tell me how old you are without telling me how old you are. <laughs> Sorry, 2600. Uh, need I say more? <laughs> so, you know, so if you... If you've never checked out Battlefield 1, I mean, I know it's only 40 bucks on Steam or Origin, but you know, right now, I'm sitting firm, and I'm hoping and praying that Tom Henderson is leading us down the right path, as he has always done. It's something that we can pretty much count on, you know, and it's almost like if you're old enough to remember the old E.F. Hutton commercials, when E.F. Hutton speaks people listen you know and because when tom henderson speaks the gaming community listens they stop and they listen because very rarely is he incorrect with his little nuggets of information so gamers battlefield one possibly this coming week offered for free and this uh, and it could be a market employee it won't be the first time it will not be the first time because I missed out on it, but just last month, just last month, Battlefield uh, 4 was given away as a free game for Amazon Prime subscribers last month, and I can't even believe I missed out on that. I would have liked to have checked it out. I mean, Battlefield 1, I think, is really the best Battlefield, but to have another first-person shooter game, and I missed out on a free opportunity because, uh, you know, we've been kind of busy, and I haven't been paying attention as well as I could have been. So I have to pay closer attention. So, but anyway, so the other thing I want to talk about, that's about that. So I don't think we're going to get the Wombat of the Week because I ran into an interesting story. An interesting story about shopping carts. And the reason I found this interesting and want to talk about it is the fact that uh, there's, been a, there's been a lot of TikToks and a lot of videos and a lot of tweets about people who don't return their carts to the shopping cart areas provided for you in parking lots of shopping markets. And some of these people are downright rude about it. I mean, there are reasons why people don't return the carts. Um, and though I get it, right? Again, we all want to be good people. But what I found strange about it, like for the last couple of weeks, I've actually been getting internally like angry at like watching some of these tiktok people especially one of them said something about you fat lazy diabetic bastards uh i'm not lazy but i am a fat diabetic so i so i yes i did take it a little personally but um you know so then i then i i saw this scientific american taking a look at like the a little bit of the science behind it right um so of why people don't return the shopping carts, okay? Um, a lot of supermarkets have tried to make it a relatively easy task. They have the cart receptacles throughout the parking lot. There's a cart attendant to bring the carts back to the store. 
And some, like Audi, for example, relies on the rental system. You need to pop a quarter in to get your cart, and to get your quarter back, you need to go and reconnect the cart and you get your quarter back. So, and really, if you look at any Audi, there's no carts anywhere around the parking lot. So that does work, okay? So there's some reasons. And some of the reasons that they gathered is the receptacle is too far from where they parked their car. They have a child that they don't want to leave unattended. The weather's bad. It's raining. They have a disability, and it's very prohibitive to easy movement. Um, There's also people that just feel like, hey, you have somebody that comes out and collects them. Well, my perception is that that's their job to get the carts. Okay? And, of course, a lot of times if we are unloading our car, and then as we get done and someone's approaching, I will always say, do you need a cart? Because that way you don't have to fish one out of anywhere. Here's one ready to go. And I'll even tell them the condition of, hey, you need a cart, the wheels work great. Because don't you feel like you go to the supermarket sometime and you think to yourself, you know, somebody needs to do some uh, tire rotations and maintenance on all these carts, right? So um, so there's, a, there's also a lot of people that think, well, I'm going to leave them here and somebody else will be able to come by and easily get it. So then they broke down five categories of cart users. So they said, one, you have the returners, uh, people who always return their carts no matter what. Never returners, people who always leave their carts. Convenience returners, people who return their carts if they're parked close enough or if they see an attendant that they can take it to. Pressure returners, people who return their carts only if the cart attendant is present or if the adjacent car's owner is present, which means they don't have an easy avenue for abandoning their carts. And the child-driven returners, the people who have... With children who view it as a game to return carts, or often riding them back to the receptacle or pushing them into the stacked lanes. So, you know, these are like the social norms. This is what they broke it down to. So, and they've done studies. I'm going to post this article on Facebook and Twitter. They've done studies on shopping cart returns. Or shopping cart returners, or lack thereof. You, can you believe that? They've done studies. And so I'm going to post the article, uh, you know, and be, feel free to leave feedback. I mean, what kind, of, what kind of social cart person are you? I, I just, I found this article to be interesting, and it came up at an interesting time, you know? Um, so remember, you know, when you're doing TikToks, though, okay, again, good people, bad people. Uh, I to get that blatant because people don't return carts and make assumptions. I mean, it's not right. Am I right? Karma is a bitch. Is the old saying. You know what I mean? And I, you know, I I think karma sits around waiting for these bad people. So be careful what you're saying, who you're stereotyping. Just because you saw a cart in the parking lot, you don't know the circumstances, but. They've done scientific studies, so there is some sort of scientific reasoning for almost every situation. So I'll post the article, comment on it if you'd like. Uh, Maybe we'll do a poll based on these answers. I mean, what kind of cart person are you? I don't know. I'm not going to use it to be judgmental. I think of it as the Joel Mahalik show featuring the lovely Sharon doing our own scientific experiment. Anyway, that will bring us right up to the end of the program. Uh, so we unfortunately did not get the Wombat of the Week. So maybe we'll do a double on the next program. How about that? 
that would be a really good turnaround. So I want to thank everybody for listening to the program. I'm asking you to be a good person. Uh, look around you. Look at yourself. Be a better person. If you're not, if you're a good person, remain being a good person. We love good people. Take care of each other. Hold a door open for somebody, and we're going to catch you next time on the show. Remember, subscribe at www.jmtalk.net. Bye-bye, everybody. <laughs>